It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for being with us tonight. We talk love, dating, romance, and relationships. And, you know, our last show that we had, Simon, mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, forget forgetting anniversaries, forgetting birthdays, and forgiveness going mm-hmm. along with that. And I want to talk today about forgiveness because I said we would start on that today. Uh, Specifically now that there's this big, I don't know if you know this story about Kevin Hart, the comedian. No. Kevin Hart was married at one point, was cheating on his wife. Yeah. uh, Ended up leaving his wife for his mistress. Okay. Married his mistress. Mistress is pregnant. Guess what he's doing again? Cheating. Cheating on the mistress. Cheating on the mistress, who's now his wife. And- (sighs) How does a, a conversation like that even go with asking for forgiveness? And should she have known? Is there a such thing as once a cheater, always a cheater? I don't know if I subscribe to that rule, but it seems like there's some habitual cheating going on here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you forgive? Do you forgive? How does that conversation go? What should you say to ask for forgiveness? And how do you move on? Yeah, That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. 855-905-8255 if you want to comment on this topic of forgiveness in relationships. Specifically, this came up because of um, Kevin Hart, the comedian, was married, cheated on his wife, married his mistress then, Mm -hmm. is now cheating on her. And it seems like the only reason he's coming forward a little bit is because the woman who he cheated with has it on tape, has video, He was trying to say that she's crazy, that he doesn't know her, but this video shows them at a club getting cozy, then in a bed getting cozy, um, and she's saying, listen, stop pretending that you're perfect. She's just mad that he's lying about it. If you're Kevin Hart's wife, what do you do? By the way, she's pregnant with his baby. Would you even forgive someone if they did this to you? What do you think, Simon? That's a difficult question, Angie, because... She's pregnant, so this adds to the layer of the complexity, right? But I would not forgive right away. I would tell him to go to hell for a while. And (laughs) yes, because I don't think you can fake it. I don't think forgiveness is given just like, oh, I'm so sorry. You cry, send a dozen roses, and that's over. And it's over, right. For the biggest betrayal. So I think that if I were him... I would just take my distance, extra care for her and the baby coming. Don't even mention any like approach like I want to go back to. I would apologize a lot, but it's not time to ask for forgiveness. It's time to kind of make your wife and her baby feel safe, mm-hmm. feel that uh, she doesn't be feel protected. safe now. Yeah, she doesn't course. feel safe in this relationship. Of course. Uh, so I think that when you have committed something terrible, you have to repent. You have to understand why you did it. You have to go to therapy. There's many steps before you ask for forgiveness. And you have to go on that person's time, whoever you hurt. You can't just demand that they get over it. Sometimes people are upset for a long time, but you also can't make the person pay forever either because that's not fair. So a lot of people are saying because this woman was the mistress, he was cheating on his wife with this girl that he's now married to. They all say, well, you should have expected that. You knew that he was a cheater. You were the one that was cheating with him on his wife, and now it's you. Is this very shocking? If you know that he's cheated in the past, and now he's cheated on you, do you stay? If he goes to therapy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be optimistic. If he, on his own, goes to see a great therapist. Well, they all have to go to therapy, Right, I think. oh, but 
Yes, of course, but for different reasons. So if this man says, I'm committed to go three, four times a week for years to therapy, to clean the past and give a chance to our family, if I were her, I would say, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And a year or two later, if he has committed, if he has done the work, because you're in therapy, I'm in therapy, so you know it can work. But you have to do the work. It's not about whatever gift you can give. Um, you remember that basketball player from the Lakers who gave that? Kobe Bryant. Thank, uh-huh. thank you. It's not gave about that, the ring. No, it's not about. You can't buy forgiveness. You cannot buy forgiveness. Right. And you can't demand forgiveness. I think some people demand that they're forgiven for their actions, and you can't force someone to feel better about a situation. Yes. If you want to be a better man or a better woman, you have to put the work in. You have to question, Oof. why was I such a hateful person? Am I repeating the past, my childhood? Why am I doing so much hurt around me? The relationship started in an icky way it, it already. Did, it did. Uh, my priority now is the baby coming and, and her being pregnant. So. How will they ever for how will she ever trust this person ever again without driving yourself crazy? You know, trying to track them down all the time and digging through their phone and your, their email. It takes you're going to go crazy paranoia. It takes trust. And love. But how do you trust? Years and years of doing what Oof. you say and saying what you do. Yes. For and, years. Yes, and that's years. Yeah. So I want to take some calls on this. Have you been in this situation where you had to ask forgiveness or try to forgive someone for hurting you in this way? 855-905-8255. Is it once a cheater, always a cheater? Let's find out next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We're talking about cheating and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When do you decide, you know what, I'm done with this? Or when do you say, I'm going to forgive and actually move on from cheating? Um, let's go to the line listening in Mountain View, Texas on Mix 1047. Here's Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi. Hi, Bonjour. guys. Bonjour, Jess. Subject. <laughs> I think everybody has some familiarity with cheating and forgiveness. So what's, what is your take on this whole thing? Okay. Well, you know, I've had to actually, I'm in the process of trying to forgive my husband. Um, I've been married a long time and, um, well, now there's two things that have been really bothering me, but one of them is we were at a, he promised me, he absolutely promised me he would not embarrass me or, or um, raise his voice or have a bad temper or anything like that anymore after being with him a long time. Mm-hmm. And we were at a family reunion event. And what do you know? In front of everybody, he starts yelling at me about something so stupid having mm. to do with my son. I was trying to fix my son's hair. Um, you know, he's, my son's only 12, and I was just trying mm-hmm. to fix him. And my husband comes charging over there and starts just yelling at me in front of everybody. And not only was I so angry at him and I just was so mad, but we have a history of, you know, him doing things that have, you know, I've had to forgive him for. And this was the most recent one. And not only with that, but it was embarrassing in front of everybody. And I don't don't feel like forgiving him. I don't want to forgive him. I really am at the place where I just want to leave. Honestly, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear how angry you are. Can you hold on for one second, Jess? I want us, Simon and I, to talk to you more about this when we come back. Forgiveness. That's our topic next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about forgiveness. This all started with a cheating topic. We have our listener, Jess, on the line in Texas. Jess, you were saying that your husband embarrassed you again after some anger issues he has. Has has there been a cheating thing where you're having trouble forgiving him as well? Yes. Well, a year and a half ago, um, he texts a lot. 
and he had gone out and he left on his computer and his computer shows text, you know, messages on the computer as well right. as on his iPhone and he forgot to turn it off. Mm. And I went in there and I heard him having a conversation with a woman through a text and it was definitely, you know, provocative. And the minute I saw this text when he forgot to turn off his computer and left the house, mm-hmm. my blood went cold. I mean, honestly, you know that feeling where you're, yeah. you just feel like you're, you're, you're in a state of shock. Yes. Well, I was reading these messages and he was talking about meeting her at the coffee bean and, um, and going, you know, and, and I, inappropriate. I didn't know what to do. Jess, I mean, when you look at you and your husband, you've got the balance. Is there more love for you or more hate for you? Is there more hurt or more satisfaction? You know, Sam, that's, that's a really, really good question. You know, that's, that's funny because I, part of me really hates him. But then other times I see him like having fun with our kids or whatever. And I think, oh, I love him so much. I'm so happy I have a family. It's like I would say probably more love, I would okay. say, Simon. But mm-hmm. um, there was tinges of really bad hate. Listen, can you yeah. hang on for one more segment with us, Jess? Because sure. I want to give us I, – I want Simon and I to give you final thoughts on this and hopefully get you uh, steered in the right direction of how you should fix things for yourself at least. Uh, that's coming okay. up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hi, Jess. Thanks for sticking with us, uh, listening in Texas. Jess saying that you saw an inappropriate conversation with your husband, that he screams, says he won't, he does it again. And my question for you, because you say you're very angry, um, and I understand that for sure, and that you sometimes like just hate him and you, you can't get over it. What is keeping you in the relationship? Like, What are you getting <laughs> out of it that you haven't left? Well, there's a couple of things. I guess the one thing is, you know, I've created a life with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm afraid, uh, honestly, to be alone. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've been together so long. And, and if I just cut it off completely, then, you know, I, I'm not good at being alone. I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I have friends and stuff, but it's not the same. I, I, I'm really you, reali- poor, you realize, so. you realize you just said that you're staying in your marriage out of fear. At the base of it all. The fear of, the being, fear wow. of being alone. And the unknown. The fear of the unknown, the fear of what will happen with the kids. To say that I am married out of fear is not a reason to stay mm. married, is what I'm thinking. But Simon, what do you, what do you say about that? So uh, Jess just told us just before we took a break that there is a lot of love for him too. Sure. So, uh, but do you love him passionately or do you love him like a family member because he's the father of your children because you invested so much time? There's a difference, I think. Indeed, Jess. Wow. That's wow, Angie. That's really something. Wow. <laughs> well, because wow. I, I I feel like so many times I hear my girlfriends and my friends say, "But I love him. But I love him." I can't think of how many relationships I've been in with people and said, "Well, I love them. I don't want to hurt them because I love them." Sure, you love them, but I love my sister. I'm not romantically involved with her. I love my mom. I love my f- right. friends. Yeah. It's different when you are in a relationship. There's. If you're staying out of fear, if you're staying out of obligation, that's not a reason to stay. Then that's true, Angie. But uh, Jess, my question was, when it comes to, you know, as a woman and, and you impulse, your ooh impulse, do you have desire for this man? Do you still desire to make love to him? I would say probably 70% of the time I feel warm thoughts towards him. But the other part of it, I've got this kind of anger, like I, yeah. you know, I I feel like more he's like a friend or a roommate a lot of times, and I don't know if it's just because we're overwhelmed because kids or, you know, we just don't have time apart. 
I guess part of it is me too. You know, I mean, forgiveness helps you. You know, I read this article the other day about how forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about yourself and absolving yourself of these bad feelings. Yes, to get rid of the hate inside of you and the anger. That's why was thinking therapy. You know, in that case, would be wonderful for you and him to build because we don't want to destroy any family. You know, there's drama in every family. There is disappointment. There is fallout. It's impossible to go through 50 years without, like, it's perfect forever. Right. So when that happened, if you still have the love, and you mentioned 70%, I don't know what Angie will say, but I say if you have a good shrink and he has two and you may go together, you know, it may, you know, succeed and you might build up a family that lasts forever. you got to put the work in to get rid of all this negativity. Angie, what do you say? Relationships can be beautiful or they can be absolute torture. You leave when you've had enough. Like, when do you love yourself enough to stop being treated a certain way? I think that's step number one for you to get your backbone firmly in place to make a decision one way or another. Mm -hmm. So I would take Simon's advice for sure. First and foremost, like, get some help for yourself to feel empowered. Yes. Mm. Yes. I will yep. do that. Thank yes. you. You guys yes. are chance. Great. Good luck to you. Love yourself, Mama, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. You take care. <laughs> Good luck, Jess. Okay. More with Simon and Angie next. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our website also, simonandangie.com. So is all our social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Simon and Angie. We get an email for you, Simon. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you. This is Andrea listening in Fremont, Ohio on 101.5 The River. She says, bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Andrea. I was at the airport and I got a text from a guy that I was in the elevator with that said he got my number off my luggage tag. He said he knows it's creepy, but he thought I was beautiful and had to take the chance. He was hot, but I feel like that was super creepy. And it's even creepier because he didn't say anything to me in the elevator at all. Do you think I should respond or is this not a good situation? What do you think, Simon? Andrea, first, thanks for the uh, email. Listen, I'm a firm believer in approaching in every original possible way somebody you think you may have true love. But when you said the word creepy, yeah, that's it. She's creeped out. Never give a chance to a creeper. Never, not an inch, not a centimeter, zero. Because your intuition as a woman feel that creepiness and that's like death is coming. So... You know, you have to stay away from him. And even if, as you said, he's good looking and handsome and all of that, my advice is stay away from him. He made you feel gross. (laughs) Anybody who makes you feel creepy, stay away from them. You're never wrong. Stay away from him. Stay away. You're creeped out. We're creeped out. We are. No creepers, okay? Nope. (laughs) It's rule number one. All right, more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Love, dating, relationships, romance, mm-hmm. the ooh-la-la. Yes, that's us. That's what we're all about here. We have our French romantic, Simon Marcel, and I am Angie Taylor. So let's go to the phone, Simon. We mm-hmm. do have a call right now. This is Vinny listening in Scarsdale, New York, on 98.5 The Cat. Hey, Vinny. Bonjour. Hey, how are you doing? Good. We are good. You need some advice, I understand. Yeah, um, me and my lady have been together for about five years. Uh a lot of our friends say that we should have been married, but we kind of laugh that off. We're just now getting to the point where we are wanting to share finances, and or at least I want to share finances. We haven't really talked about it, and that's because I don't really know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it seems like kind of an awkward subject. And if you approach it wrong, it could cause a lot of problems. And I wondered if you guys have any advice on that. Do you guys live together? You and your girl? Yes. You do we live do. together and you've never had the we finances conversation? Accounts. No, yeah. we've had separate accounts the entire time. Um, okay. There was one time when we kind of thought it would be convenient to get a joint account that was separate from our other accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. But we have never done that. And then it kind of fell off the table. And I kind of took it as a sign that maybe she didn't want to. Um, maybe that's part of the reason I'm afraid to bring it up again. Okay. Um, Interesting. Simon and I have a lot of questions because, as yeah. you know, finances and money is one of the biggest things people fight about in relationships. Can you hang on one second? Yeah, I'd love to. Perfect. Cool. Thank you, Vinny. More with Vinny. Well, how do you break down the finances? When do you have that conversation? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're on the line with Vinny listening in Scarsdale on 98.5 The Cat. Vinny, Simon, has been telling us that he's been with his girl for five years, mm-hmm. wants to have the sharing finances conversation, even though they live together. Right, Vinny? And you're wondering how to go mm-hmm. about it. So, Simon, what do you say to Vinny about that? I'm shocked it hasn't come up yet. Vinny, um, I almost say congratulations to you guys for making it work for five years Without this conversation, it's impressive. And therefore, my opinion on this is, you know, why do you want to change this? Yeah, why all of a sudden? Why? What has happened that you want to change the equilibrium that has been working for five years? Um, I I guess I feel that because it's been five years, we should start making some sort of forward progress. And there have been instances where some of our shared bills, um, you know, we agree on a date to have our money in for the bills and then one or the other of us didn't have it on that date. And I'd like to really mitigate those kind of roommate situations and have a more relationship-based finance system in place. Is there a system now that someone pays the bills? Because I can't, I'm so bad with getting bills in on time. My husband is militant about that stuff. So (laughs) we agree that he would be the bill payer. Is there someone that does that? Or you guys just are like, here's a new bill. When are we going to pay it? I, I tend to be the bill payer, but uh, okay. it would be unfair to say that I do it all. Um, okay. We keep a uh, we keep a ledger handwritten uh, that's visible to both of us, so that okay. we know what to do and when. But you're the one that's getting the things in the mail, sent off, or whatever on time. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. She'll pay her half of the bill and a check from her separate accounts, and I'll use one for mine, and we'll send those in. That's how we typically handle it. And do you both make like the same kind of amount of money, or? Is there uh, a big... she, I would say that she's a bit of the breadwinner. She makes okay. about four grand more than me a year. Let me tell you what my husband and I did when we had this conversation. And you guys tell me if you think this is a good solution. My husband and I kind of make around the same kind of money. We decided at one point, and I know, Vinny, you said you brought up shared finances, but a joint and separate account. That's what we do. So we each have our paychecks that come in. We decided that we would have a shared account and mm-hmm. then two se- and our own separate accounts. Mm-hmm. The shared account would be all our spending money. And what's happened is it's turned into my paycheck becomes our spending money. All of my husband's paycheck is our bill money since he's the one that pays the bills. And then everything that I earn, we spend and or we save or we do whatever with it. It okay. goes into our 401k. It goes into our trip or something like that. So the joint one, we all pull from the shared money, the spending money. And then the check that goes to bills is just a bills. And if there's anything left over, it goes into the shared pot. 
Does that make sense? It does. I'm wondering how it ended up getting that way. Did you have a hard time making that happen or it just naturally occurred? No, it, it honestly, like when we moved in together, we laid out every single bill and what our monthly expenses were going to be. And since he's really good at paying bills and I'm really bad about it, it was like, hey, we're going to pay all the bills with your check. Whatever's left over, throw it into the mutual pot. The thing, Vinny, that that is almost missing is I don't understand totally why do you want to change something that's working so well? Is that I mean? Are you planning on getting married? Is there something happening? Are you going to buy a house? What's the reason? I'd like to eventually. I'd like to. Um, I feel like if that's going to happen, if we're going to get married one day, we have to work these things out. Well, that's what that's how you bring it up with her. You're worried about how to bring it up. Just say, hey, it's been five years. We are getting older. We should save a certain way. We should spend a certain way. And if we're going to stay together, let's really map out our financial future together. And that's how you begin that conversation. That's not a bad idea. I hadn't thought about coming at it from that angle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, keep it simple is the thing. Keep it simple, stupid is what they say, the saying. Not that you're oh, yeah. stupid, but like keep it simple. Yes. And and don't make it a heavy conversation. And really I think you not. guys will be okay. Yes. Yeah. Good luck to you, right. Vinny. Good luck, Vinny. Bonne Thank chance. you so much, everyone. All right. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, keep it simple. More yes. of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had a call on from Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, talking about his five-year relationship that they've never really discussed money, and all of a sudden now he wants to. I get the impression, Simon, you didn't hear what you wanted to hear. Yes, Angie. I mean, I felt, you know, he danced around us. Everything is working well. And I felt either he didn't want to tell us he doesn't trust her Mm. and he wants to change something. Either, you know, he doesn't trust himself. Either he has to tell us something bad, like I have, I have a, a lot debt. of debt. Yeah. And I felt like he didn't tell us the truth. And there's a saying that maybe isn't appropriate, but I'll say it anyway. You know, like liars don't trust anybody else. Right. Right. So which we apply to this is like if you don't trust yourself, you don't trust your wife. If you don't trust. Oh, yeah. OK. It's like the person that's cheating and always accuses you of being yes, a cheater. Always. It's yeah. not I me mean, too. I felt like he gave us a chance to talk about her, but there was nothing wrong with her. You ask him how she contributes. He said 100%. Yeah, she every- makes more money. And- so then the issue was with him, with Vinny, right. and I wish we could have helped him. But he danced around us without never telling us what's the worry. When it comes to money, if you think about it, Angie, what would be your biggest worry to talk to you, to new partner? Debts? If I had hidden debt, if I had been Get- gambling. Gambling. Yeah, if, if uh, I had an addiction of some sort, he- shopping. Yes, or- Whatever it is. Hidden credit card bills. And that, it's what I felt right. was, was the unspoken of this conversation. Yeah, I think that's so important then, especially five years in. Why have you not had this conversation? When you live together, that becomes the first conversation you have. Just get that out of the way so it's not lingering and hovering over your relationship. And everybody has debt from the past. Sure, or this or that. Sure. C'est la vie, it's life. It's not shameful at all. But you fix it together and you move on. It shouldn't be a big deal. No. It's only a big deal if you're hiding it, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're going to take an email that came into simonandangie.com and do date or, or dump. dump. That's next.
This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you ever want to send us an email, love, dating, relationships, or just comment on all of that, mm-hmm. simonandangie.com. Sometimes you're in a relationship or you just started dating somebody, you're getting a red flag or a weird feeling. You need to know if you should date or dump them. Yes. And we have an email about that. Date or dump. This comes to us from Courtney, listening in Gary, Indiana, on 93.9 My FM. She says, hey, Simon and Angie. Hey. I met a guy online. We're supposed to go out on a date tomorrow, but he just texts me asking if I leave my phone in my car while we're on the date. He says he's been on too many dates where the phone was a huge distraction. He doesn't want to have to deal with it anymore. I feel like it's kind of a weird request because I'm an adult, and just because I bring my phone on a date doesn't mean I'm going to use it. What do you guys think? Should I date or dump him? Simon, what do you think? If you keep your phone, you can call 911. Never, Never. leave the phone. What Thank kind of you, Simon? I am it's just it, it, it pisses me off, Angie. The guys would try sneaky, creepy requests from women like leave your phone in the car. So you say I said dump, double dump. Double dump, triple dump. We both say dump. So yes. Courtney, move right along and take your phone on every single day, please. Even if it's in your purse, just have it with you. Always. When you need it. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. A lot of times, Simon, on your FYI show, In Bed with Simon, mm-hmm. you do these would-you-rather questions, and they're light and fluffy. You know it, and I was going to ask you and our producer, Jill, some of them. Okay, they're so. light and fluffy, and we need that. It's always light and fluffy until you're sitting next to your mate, and you have to answer these questions, and they come up completely different. Then you're like, hmm... So go ahead, Simon. So I want to hear. So you're in your car, and you know, next to your boyfriend, you met your partner. You know, right. have the answer to. All right, Angie, we start by you. Okay. Would you rather find out who ex is dating your best friend or your worst enemy? Oh, my worst enemy, because I don't want to see my ex, and if I'm with my best friend, I don't want to see him hanging around. So I don't care if you. I hope he's with my worst enemy. I hope they're miserable together. My worst enemy. That would mean that your ex is a, a bad person, right? But what if Well, he probably is, is if he's my ex. There's a reason. <laughs> okay. Let's ask Jill, our executive producer. Jill, uh, would you rather find out your ex is dating your best friend or your worst enemy? I feel like both are a betrayal, but um, I would have to agree with Angie, the ex, because what? we really don't care what either of them are saying. No. It's the ex and the worst enemy. Right. I don't, like, if I, I want to see my best friend all the time, but I don't want to see her with him because right. he's gone. Angie, I, wait a minute. Jill said both a betrayal. Both How are. Can, no. Oh, yes. If, because oh, it, uh, if you're dating my worst enemy, it's it, out of spite, I think. The, to, that, like, get back at me or where something. Where is the betrayal if you, it's the worst you, enemy? You that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, but I don't, it's I don't out of spite. agree with, because yeah. you know that's my worst enemy, so you're going to date them and then, like, sit and hate on me and talk about me and, like, be bitter, be, be bitter yeah. Bettys together? Okay, fine. And if you ex-date your best friend, it's like... That's a betrayal, her. too. It's an ex-best friend. It's an ex-best friend and an ex-boyfriend. So, my answer <laughs> to this one, I wouldn't care. I oh. would be happy for both. Where is the love? Oh, Where is the love? The Angie? love is not there. That's why they're the ex- <laughs> right, but if it's the ex, they are free to date whoever they sure. want, including your best but friend. But you no. give me a would you rather, so yes. you have to pick one. I'm All picking right. the one. All right, then. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather be thought of the most attractive of the relationship or be dating the most attractive one in the relationship? 
I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever dated anybody more attractive, Simon. So that is I, don't, true. I don't know that I have a big that frame of reference here. No, I, I honestly, with that yeah. one, only because I'm a woman, would I rather be the more attractive? Right. If if it's a guy that's always like the hottest guy in the room, there's a huge personality shift. I think that goes with that sometimes. I really do. It's a it's a male ego thing. It's a competitive thing. Right. Women, I just feel like it's different. So I would rather be the more attractive. I just, I'm surprised. Okay, Jill, uh, executive producer, would you rather be thought of the most beautiful one in the relationship or be dating the most attractive person in the relationship? I have to be the pretty one. If my boyfriend is prettier than me, we have a problem. We got a problem. What is the problem? If your eyebrows are perfectly <laughs> waxed, if you know every label, if you yeah. like are in Wait. the mirror longer than me, that's a problem. You are mm -hmm. both not telling me the truth. What do you what mean? What do you mean? You both? I've dated beautiful men. I, I can tell you that I prefer to date just a regular person that's not the most beautiful person. I don't want to oh. date the cover of a magazine. Same. Oh, please. Oh, please. You do, Simon, <laughs> with women, but women but, don't feel the same uh -uh. with men. But if you meet, if you go in a bar, let's say you're a single, Angie, yeah. and you are single, Jill, you go out in the bar in a party, aren't you going to be attracted to the most attracted and not think, oh, he's more attractive than me, just going to go for who you like? I mean, I will be attracted to somebody physically attractive, but if I meet him yeah. and he doesn't stimulate me mentally, emotionally, then he's not attractive to me anymore. Whereas I could see somebody that's the average guy in the room and he could be the funniest, smartest, most charming, and he's hitting every button with me. And that, to me, is the sexiest guy on the planet. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Jill? Yes. Women want to be the beautiful one. That's that's what it is. I don't want to be in competition with my boyfriend. We got to compete with every woman on the Hell street. Yes. Now we got to compete with our men. No. Jeez. Listen, I'll just, I don't Divas. believe both of you. What? Uh, do we have time for one more? No. We do not have time for one more. <laughs> right, Angie. Now, no. Okay. Yes, maybe before, but now we do not. No. <laughs> more of The Rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for listening tonight. If you missed any of our love, romance, dating topics, please go to simonandangie.com. Listen back to our podcast. We talked tonight about uh, when to combine finances in a relationship. Uh, all of our would-you-rathers, where Simon is not convinced of Jill and I, uh, not, our answers. Not totally, no. Uh, yes, and then we talked a lot about forgiveness. In fact, most of the show was about forgiveness, and that's, Simon, where you're... Uh, Simon Says came in tonight. Thanks, Angie. Yeah, I said and I mean it. You can't buy forgiveness. So if you cheat on your woman or if you cheat on your partner or your man, you think a 10 carats ring like Kobe Bryant did, it won't make ten it. 10 carats. I mean, I don't know how many carats he gave her. But yeah, but still. You can't. <laughs> one carat might do it for me. Half a carat? Come on, Maybe Angie. a chip. Maybe a, uh, uh, like, I don't know, CZ Just, or whatever. No, yeah? it, it might make you smile in a second. <laughs> it won't heal your heart. No. You know. That, you can't buy love. You can't buy love. You can't buy forgiveness. Right. It uh, has to come from the heart, not it, the wallet. But it comes from a lot of time, like you said, reassuring to build trust over time. You earn trust back, and that takes time. Time, work, and dedication. Exactly. Simon, I love that Simon says. Uh, uh, all about... Uh, relationships, dating, romance. If you ever have a question for us, please hit up the website, simonandangie.com, or our social media if you want to comment on any of the topics or just say hi, Simon and Angie mm -hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. 
The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.